Well, Dinesh D'Souza's new film is a stunning look at some answers to questions many of us Americans have had about the last election, questions that have remained incredibly unanswered in this giant void of silence from the media outlets we used to turn to. And today I want to zone in on Newsmax and Fox News because I think a lot of Americans are aware that the other outlets censor topics like this, but many of them are in the dark that in fact, outlets that you thought were there to fill the void of censored topics, in fact, are deceiving you. And it's, it's quite frustrating, quite frustrating to me. And actually it is the primary reason I left Fox is because I was so disgusted at the deception of my news outlet saying that they're going to be there to fill the void of answering your questions when they're not. Anyways, we're going to get into the key details of what this film is about. Dinesh D'Souza's new film, going to talk around some words that the bots are lining up so that YouTubers can't talk about this topic. Uh, so if you're, if you guys haven't seen Dinesh D'Souza's new film, you definitely should documentary about the last election. It is, you just type in two zero 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 mules.com to watch this film. And uh, I have some key links down below as well. So this is a film that detailed how researchers purchased uh, cell phone geotracking data that allowed them to track the movement of cell phones around drop boxes. Now, the geotracking data on our cell phones is incredibly precise. And these researchers have previously laid this out in testimony at state legislatures across America, every time that testimony occurs, the coverage of the testimony is censored. I have some of the, the testimony uploaded on my uncensored website, ivoryhecker.com. You can now track the movement of this phone within inches of where it's moved. And the geotracking data can be nailed down to exactly whose phone that is, unique device ID. So that was the primary piece of evidence that was used by researchers who were highlighted by Dinesh D'Souza in this new documentary. And I'm really glad Dinesh used his resources to lay this, these details out in a very compelling manner because this is information that I've been aware of. Like I said, I've uploaded the testimony to my uncensored website and I've also watched outlets like YouTube zap any coverage of, of said Intel. So if Dinesh can lay it out and blast it out in a way that more people can see what's going on, I think that's fantastic. He killed it and you guys should go see this film. So I'm going to dive into some key, uh, key details, things you're not aware of and um, some sound bites that you have not heard that directly tie in with the film and also some interesting things Tucker Carlson has said. So before we do shout out to sponsor of my coverage, which is noble gold. Now it's the time to set the goal for the next cycle of inflation. This way you're always moving forward, growing, making money, not losing it. Imagine have more freedom and more fun. Start a gold IRA with noble gold now and fight inflation. And this month for every IRA above 20,000, You'll get, you'll get an incredible three ounce silver American virtue coin completely free as a thank you. 
You can't go wrong with Noble Gold. Call 877-646-5347 now to find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Link down in my description. Uh, that link in my description will get you your free gold guide and will also support the sponsor of my independent coverage. Sponsors like this allow me to cover important topics that you guys have questions about so that I'm not compromised like Fox News and Newsmax. Okay, of course, all those other outlets, we know they're compromised as well. I typed out some of the key key things that I took away from this and things I've, I've observed. So uh, the surveillance video, there was also a lot of surveillance video shown in this documentary from Dinesh. Now, the update after Dinesh's film dropped is that True the Vote, uh, the group that he featured there, they, they said that we're just getting started. We are now going to release all that video and all that geotracking data. They're just going to put it all out there for the public is what Catherine Engelbrecht is now um, getting at. That's her update for the public. Like, oh, yeah, you guys want to fact check, censor, smear? Let's just drop it all out there for you guys to look at. Kind of like what WikiLeaks does. Uh, they just... Drop it all and you, you can sift through and decide. The issue with WikiLeaks is like few people have time to sift through and this decide, but by putting it all out there, it's really hard for anyone to say, Oh, you just made this up. So that's Catherine's next move. Link to her website down in my description. Uh, so the surveillance video in Dinesh's new film, um, showed drop boxes. I hope Dropbox is not a censored word on YouTube, but um, it, it showed showed these incidents um, in these key states. They wanted to zone in on the key swing states, but you, you can almost guarantee it's happened in other states too. Definitely Texas, um, where Democrats were working hard to turn Texas blue, and uh, I think they made some headway. As I was here on the ground covering, it was very interesting. Anyway. They didn't succeed in Texas, but they did succeed in these swing states. So uh, drop boxes were set up um, and everyone, there was a mass mailing of these envelopes. I'm, I'm going to talk around some keywords, you know, so that you could vote remotely. And that the legislatures bypassed state election law to make this stuff happen unconstitutionally or yeah, unconstitutionally, which is why Texas sued these other States in the Supreme court filed that lawsuit, December, December 8th, 2020 and said, look, the, the desires of our voters in Texas just got violated by you States saying, screw the law. We're going to set up something makeshift because there's a pandemic. Anyway, so these boxes were set up and people could just show up whenever they wanted and drop their vote in the box. And so these researchers who were featured in Dinesh's film zoned in to surveillance video surrounding those boxes. They made note that a lot of boxes, especially in Wisconsin, didn't even have surveillance cameras watching them with something as sacred as an election. Why wouldn't you have surveillance cameras? But fortunately, a lot of the boxes did have surveillance cameras, especially in other states. And what they found was quite bone chilling. They found people showing up in the wee hours in the morning to not just cast 
their vote, but to drop a stack of votes, shove them on through there. You watch this happen in the documentary. Now, Catherine has hours and hours and hours of this surveillance footage. I guess she's going to drop it all. She just, she just highlighted a few of the most interesting ones. Um, you know, it shows these, um, that these people that they're, they're called mules, which I guess is named after drug traffickers. Um, and, and she highlights how apparently nonprofit organizations and their, and their, uh, business, their buildings, are becoming the stash houses for this sort of voting. And the mules show up at this, at the stash house, which is a nonprofit and then pick up, pick up these votes, move them, shove them into the box and then go back for some more, go to another box. And the geo locators connect to the cell phones can track the exact movement of this person and who they were, who that person was. Turns out uh, uh, quite a few of the people who were moving these votes were the exact same people identified as committing violence at BLM related protesters protests. So that was very interesting as well. These people are, are participating a few a few uh, illegal things. So some of these people, you know, they're shown, they're shown taking, taking pics, you know, so they got the stack of envelopes that they're shoving into the box and they're snapping a picture of their hand, shoving it in, showing which box it is. Why would someone do that? You know, maybe, you know, and, and the researchers, I think it was just speculation by them saying it appears why they're doing that is so that they can show it to the stash house and say, I did the job you hired me to do. Can I get my payment? The researchers in this film also said that each envelope that's, that's stashed is worth 10 bucks. And so these in Wisconsin, it was a, what was that? Like a 130,000 that they had, that they had nailed down for sure as um, being, envelopes that had been trafficked. So that, you know, that times 10 is a lot of money between, uh, between quite a few mules. The most mules were in Philadelphia. So they, they zoned into Philadelphia, Georgia, uh, Michigan, and Wisconsin. Okay. Um, let me just go through your super chats as, as we, uh, go here. So 81 million people voted for Biden. Let's go, Brandon. Thanks, Scott, for the super chat. Yeah, it's quite incredible. Can you believe this? Biden had a, beat any president by far, including... Uh, so So Barack Obama was wildly popular, and he had a record of 69 million votes when people voted for him in t- 2008. Donald Trump shattered Obama's record with 74 million votes in 2020. Trump not only shattered his own record in 2016, shattered his and Obama's with 74 million votes. So Trump got 
5 million more votes than Obama. Biden took it all away with 81 million votes. What's that? 12 million more than Obama. Um, Biden is just a wildly popular president, is, isn't he? I mean, does anyone, does anyone believe that? Okay. Thank you, Busha Busha, for the super chat. Uh, journey towards justice, enough, enough respect to you, Ivory. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to highlight exactly how Fox and News, Newsmax censored this. Um, so Dinesh is actually calling them out. It's, it's something else. Uh, if you go to Dinesh D'Souza's Twitter, he is calling out Fox and Newsmax. I have his tweets there. I'm not going to show them on screen because it's all the trigger words that YouTube likes to ban. But here it is. Uh, Dinesh tweeted this morning, quote, I'm sorry to say Tucker Carlson and his team specifically instructed Catherine Engelbrecht of True the Vote not to mention the movie. Very freaking sad. That was Dinesh responding to one of his viewers that tagged Tucker and said, Tucker, are you going to mention Dinesh's new movie? Have I missed it? Why is Tucker radio silent on this? Now, I'm going to give Tucker credit for actually having Catherine Engelbrecht on, who's that's the blonde woman that uh, Dinesh featured in the film. She has been doing incredible investigative work like no one else. And Tucker actually went ahead and had her on the show, but they specifically instructed her not to talk about Dinesh's new film, which synthesizes things down in a very nice way. Uh, so I, I want to play. So the night that, that Tucker actually had her on was uh, May 5th, just the other day. And when I heard that, I was I was shocked and very happy to have Tucker finally break his silence on elections. Um, and the, and this all goes in line with what I've been speculating about Tucker is that he does not want to stay quiet about this stuff at all. But Fox is like seriously threatening him if he breaks his silence, that there could be con- consequences. I mean, Fox did away with their top ratings earner, Bill O'Reilly. So you can't hold, you know, put it past them that they would do away with Tucker too if he, if he misstepped by mentioning some inconvenient fact because Fox does not want the truth about elections out there. But nevertheless, Tucker somehow got around it and was able to address this topic while still censoring Dinesh. Here's a small clip of Tucker ranting on on May 5th about why we can't ask election questions, which I am thrilled he did. Here it is. But the Biden administration doesn't agree with that. They want you to shut up vehemently want you to shut up. The Department of Homeland Security, which by the way, of course, is a law enforcement agency, the biggest in the country, believes that asking questions about the last election is a crime. Breaking news at this hour from the Department of Homeland Security, that agency warning police departments across the country that false claims about the 2020 presidential election are fueling calls for violence on social media. False claims about the last election are fueling violence. Now, violence is always bad, We're always against violence, no matter who commits it, unlike the left. But asking questions about the last election is constitutionally protected. It's a right given to you by God and safeguarded by the U.S. government, period. Okay, so then Tucker goes on to bring Catherine Engelbrecht on. And uh, it was just really interesting, something he said about another venue. Take a look. We're happy to have her join us tonight. 
to tell us some of what she found. Okay. Catherine Engelbrecht, thanks so much for coming on. So this is a very in-depth topic. I hope we can talk at much greater length at some point in a different venue. But just give us the highlights. What is going on? Tucker's talking about talking in a different venue. Is he talking about leaving Fox or creating a separate outlet where he can speak more freely? That was really interesting that he that he basically hinted there that he can't talk about some key things and he he'd like to discuss this further and get more out to the viewers later. So just this all goes right in line with my hypothesis, what's happening with Tucker, um, you know, is that he he's pushing the limit as much as he can at Fox Corp, which is a compromised corporation that I left as well. My election coverage when I worked for Fox was censored as well. A narrative was quickly established in the corporation that the election was perfect. I brought evidence that showed uh, more than one vote per person in Texas. The bosses shut. They, they actually, they let a little bit of the coverage out, but then they shut it down and said, no, you know what? We have this study that says that, you know, historically mail-in votes have been reliable. So we're going to go with this study rather than the facts on the ground. And that was just one of the stories of my many stories of being uh, of Fox censoring my coverage. And then everyone asks, well, was it just Fox in Houston or was it Fox National? And um, you can you can tell it was definitely Fox National as well. And I've been watching Fox today, just curious they're going to mention anything so far. I've not seen anything about this topic. They're instead highlighting random crimes like, you know, some, some American got killed in uh, the Bahamas, things like that. So interesting. So then Dinesh goes on to call out Newsmax today. So Dinesh D'Souza is keeping it real. I mean, I think more and more of us are waking up to these compromised, uh, right-wing outlets that are supposed to be filling in what the censored left-wing outlets won't talk about. But really, the left and the right are in cahoots about certain key things that that we Americans aren't supposed to know, and it's despicable. So Dinesh goes on to tweet this morning, by the way, Newsmax is also blocking the coverage of his new film. He says, I was booked on, on Grant Stitchfield's Newsmax show, and then the network canceled on me. Criticize the move if you like, but why isn't this a legitimate news story? How can so-called news networks pretend it doesn't exist? Especially when it's a topic that the American people are, the people are watching this film and talking about this film. Americans have been begging for answers on what the heck happened with our last election. So Dinesh is, I think, pretty astounded. I mean, Fox even has like a, they have like a little profile on Dinesh on their website, almost like he works for them. They have a little bio about him. That's how often they've had him on the past, how much they supposedly love him. Ooh, but Dinesh just treaded into a territory that we can't talk about anymore. Now I will give Fox business some credit. Um, Fox business, one of the many arms of Fox Corp. Fox Business was somehow able to squeeze in a little segment with Dinesh on this topic uh, back in late April. Um, uh, I guess it was Larry Kudlow, as as I recall. Uh, Larry Kudlow, 
had Dinesh on. Yeah, on Cutlow, uh, and was in, Dinesh was able to speak briefly on the topic. But if, and I was like, am I missing something? Let me search Fox and Newsmax's websites to see if they're talking about this film or Dinesh's name whatsoever. And they are not. It's just like radio silence and it's creepy when their constituents are interested. You know, their actual viewers are really interested in figuring out the sketchy stuff happening with this elect. Election And finally, we have a film that lays it out in a compelling, synthesized way. And they're going to act like that film doesn't exist. So let me continue with some key points from the film. If you haven't seen it, again, it's it's 2000mules.com. Check out that website. Check out the film. Okay, so other instances in the, in the surveillance video highlighted in this film, there are people wearing gloves. I guess something came out. Um, something came out later in the year about in certain areas, your fingerprints being tracked. And so around those boxes, what the mules would do, it, the, these people who were carrying the envelopes, they would, they would wear gloves. And in one instance, you see this chick take a stack of envelopes, funnel them all into the box. Once all the envelopes were deposited in the box, you know, she has these, these creepy blue medical gloves, those, those rubber gloves, which are more common since the pandemic. But she's just wearing these, these gloves to cover up her fingerprints. Soon as she's done depositing the envelopes, she peels the gloves off and throws them in the garbage can by the box and walks away. So it's clear she only wanted to cover her fingers to make that deposit. Why was that? You know, so strange, strange. And in some of these instances, the person walking up, they're like looking around and they've got this stack of envelopes funneling them into the election box. Um, what's going on? So they highlight all of this in this film, this footage. And I know one of you guys asked, why was, you know, why did this footage, this surveillance footage only now come out? Because it was filmed almost two years ago. We should have seen this sooner. Um, it takes a while to make those Freedom of Information Act requests to get footage like that. When it finally comes to you, you've got to sort through the hours of footage because it's it's not like whatever facility had the surveillance cameras up. They're not going to edit down the key parts for you. So you've got to sort through all that footage. You, you've got to wait for your Freedom of Information Act request to come back then sort through hours and hours of footage and um, then get it ready to put out. And then you have to put it out in a place that it's not going to be censored. And also at the right time, you don't want to put this footage out, you know, maybe ahead of law enforcement, perhaps. It sounds like these researchers are trying to coordinate with law enforcement if they can find an agency that actually wants to tackle the sanctity of our elections that they, they want to make sure that the criminal doesn't get away, that they're, they're identified, things like that. So I think all of that coming together um, is why it's taken this long for us to finally see the footage. And I think what's happened is that I think these researchers are learning that it looks like a lot of our law enforcement agencies don't aren't interested in tackling this sort of crime. So let's just put it in the hands of the, of the public is what it looks like is finally happening. Um, so 
I want to play for you guys a clip uh, from my website. So I, like I said, these researchers that Dinesh highlighted have been very vocal about their findings at various state legislatures, especially the key states where they've identified this crime that that really appears to have changed the outcome. So they testified in Wisconsin and the, all the evidence coming out of Wisconsin is highly censored everywhere. I, uh, I cited one, one of the, one of the key, um, IT engineers who has, has researched what's going on in Wisconsin, who testified before the Wisconsin legislature, I quoted him word for word and got zapped, censored, written up, defamed everywhere because of me simply, simply, um, giving that information, you know, presenting that information to the public. Um, so it's incredible how much has been censored in Wisconsin. Um, so I'm going to play a clip from the Wisconsin legislature. Now this testimony has been censored everywhere, but hopefully I can squeeze in this one soundbite on YouTube without YouTube's bots catching it. If you guys want to watch this full testimony, it's on ivoryhecker.com, link down below. Uh, but here it is. These are the researchers that Dinesh featured in his new film, talking about some additional details that you may not be aware of. Do you have the names of those 138 people? You want to address that? Yeah. Um, there's a... Um... So, the, by the way, the, the 158 people, those are the mules. Those are the people who were caught on, on surveillance with their, the geotracking and the surveillance video funneling those envelopes into the boxes. Uh, so they're testifying before the Wisconsin legislature saying it's 158 criminals for sure. There could be more. And so the state legislature is like, well, do you have their names? Why haven't these people been arrested? And here it is. Do you have names of those 138 people? You want to address that? Yeah. Um, there's a um, some federal legislation, that, and this has been adjudicated at the Supreme Court level, um, on this matter. So um, those unique device IDs are, in fact, unique to the phone. Um, if you want your unique device IDs and you can't remember that code, you can just call AT&T or your provider and, and get the numbers. Um, the challenge comes, um, at least according to the Supreme Court ruling, I think it was Carpenter v. U.S., and I, I'll, I'll defer to, to Jim's thoughts on most of this, but um, the, the challenge with all of this comes um, related to law enforcement and what law enforcement is able to do. Um, we as citizens, um, there are databases that we can buy to make that tra- to make that connection. From, uh, between, from, from anonymous from, to de-anonymized. Not, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but law, inf- according to the Supreme Court, law enforcement likely can't use that. They have to go get a court order to get that, that de-anonymized. Um, and um, it's fuzzy. I mean, one of the challenges that, that everyone in this industry faces, and, and there's a lot of this going on related to other types of forensic needs. Um, this data is used in everything for daily, from murder investigations to terrorist plots, trafficking on the border, uh, work people like people might be doing in Ukraine or not. Um, and, and the data is, um, is so accessible and it is so new and fresh that the um, it, it, it has a little bit of a wild, wild west feel. 
um, that this has only been around for, you know, five or six years. I mean, it used to be you'd hear when people wanted to hear some, know something about your cell phone, they would have to triangulate the data and you'd hear about, you know, cell looking at towers. different cell phone towers and it would come within 50 feet or a hundred feet or whatever it was, uh, or maybe not. Um, but, but this is a technology that has legitimately only been around for about six or seven years. And in practice, it's only been used in forensic, um, um, instances for, for maybe four or five. So it's a, it's a new frontier. Um, the answer to your question is yes, we know. Um, but, um, but it's a matter for law enforcement, and you're not law enforcement, but it, if someone in law enforcement would need to know, they would need to take the device IDs. Our view of it is they would need to take, take the device IDs and uh, present them to a court for that to be unmasked. So he's just kind of waiting. Is is law enforcement going to do this? Maybe this film and the public viewing this film will put enough pressure on law enforcement to do something about these criminals. Maybe it takes the average citizen viewing this film and calling their representative or calling a calling the FBI or whatever agency is supposed to do something about these crimes and blowing up their phone lines and saying, will you please um, do something to care about our elections? Uh, so, of course, the fact checkers are, are running rampant. PolitiFact has this headline, the faulty premise of the 2000 Mules trailer about voting by mail in the 20, in, in the election. Gosh, that has all the trigger words. The bot's going to come after me. Anyway, so PolitiFact is, is saying, basically, they're saying the election was secure. Here are the, the, the takeaways. The election was secure and evidence from state and federal officials and courts shows no indication of widespread issues. Well, authorities identified in its isolated cases of issues, these incident instances were in such small numbers, it would not have changed the outcome. So they're trying to debunk these things. And other, and other fact checkers are saying, well, look, you just tracking a phone, that's not very accurate. But if you look at my very last YouTube, I've, I tackled how much our cell phone data is being used to track our entire lives. The CDC, it a FOIA request just recently revealed that the CDC purchased uh, the same cell phone geotracking data to track the movements of 20 million Americans a day during the pandemic to find out whether they were social distancing. And you can tell who is and isn't social distancing. So CDC has been busted for secretly monitoring us based on our cell phone movement. And then uh, other groups it's been revealed. Other groups have purchased uh, the same cell phone geotracking data to uh, watch who is going to certain protests and to track who is visiting Planned Parenthood. So Dinesh also highlighted a New York Times article that a New York Times was highlighting how the same cell phone geotracking data was used to track the movement of Trump staffers at Mar-a-Lago. Pretty creepy. So this cell phone geotracking data is used for a lot now. And it's like he, like the researcher just said, it's no longer about triangulating with towers. They know where your cell phone is within inches. So if you want to throw them off, maybe give your phone to someone else. 
<laughs> um, anyway, so the film, maybe swap phones with someone. There's an idea. So uh, the film, it included interviews with the act with some of the actual criminals who fessed up and said, yeah, I've, I've been the person delivering those envelopes. And one lady said she thought that, you know, she thought she was helping out with elections. So somehow she was just ignorant. She, she was like, well, I need money and I know elections are important. So if I help deliver these envelopes, I'll be a good person. So it's like the people who actually commit these crimes, like, are they even fully aware or are they being brainwashed by by the nonprofit that's telling them to do this. I don't know. Um, so so that was interesting. So there's so much really interesting stuff. They also talk about the nursing homes, nursing homes that are targeted for um, obtaining these vote these votes in the envelopes. Uh, they they have interviews in this film with nursing home residents. One lady at a nursing home, I believe it was in Wisconsin, said that. She's like, yeah, we have to vote here. And, you know, she's like this 90-year-old lady. She's like, yeah, it's weird. At my nursing home, we literally have to vote. I told them I didn't want to vote, and they said I had to. So they are, part of it is using these old people who don't even realize that they, they're, how they're being used for the election. Um, so... I just want to remind you guys that these these boxes where the votes are dropped are all part of why Texas sued Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia back in December 2020 because it was the overstepping of actual election laws uh, in favor of, of safety, saying, ooh, well, we, we don't want to spread an illness, so we're just going to throw out election laws and do whatever we think will be sanitary, which means this this box and the mass mailing of these applications for you to remotely vote. Okay, so that was that that opened the door for a lot of things to be compromised, which is why Texas sued. A bunch of other state states jumped on the lawsuit and said, "Yes, please call out these states for not following election code." And they brought it straight to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court rolled over like a little pussy and didn't even take the case, threw it out on a technicality. We'll see if the justices do that again, but it's pretty despicable. So uh, the issue in Wisconsin, now that soundbite I showed from the Wisconsin state legislature, these same researchers highlighted in Dinesh's film testified with the same evidence before the legislature and the at the end of the testimony, one of the legislators said, you know what, we've been aware of most of these issues you just presented. And we've actually, we've actually uh, fully went through the process of the legislature voting to pass something that would fortify this election. And when it got to the governor's desk, governor of Wisconsin vetoed that legislation. So the, you could see it in, in this legislature, legislator's face, how frustrated she is about this election situation that that literally all of those representatives for the state of Wisconsin, the, the citizens of Wisconsin elected to represent them, they have tried to pass laws to to prevent this from ever happening again. And the governor is standing in the way and saying, not a chance. We are not going to fortify our election. So, um, you know, are we, uh, is our next, next election safe?
that's hard to tell, especially with conversations about it being so censored. Anyway, but a, a Wisconsin judge actually ruled in January of this year that these boxes where the envelopes were being dropped are not allowed under state law. So a Wisconsin judge actually ruled that that, that that was illegal. And he directed the Wisconsin Elections Commission to withdraw its guidance to clerks on how to use those boxes. Uh, because right now, you know, the Wisconsin Elections Commission has been telling county clerks everywhere, you know, yeah, just use these boxes, which may or may not be legal. Turns out they're not legal. So he, the judge is like, no, you need to adjust your guidance. Tell them do not use those illegal boxes. So this is a new update earlier this year, as reported by Wisconsin Public Radio. Um, so the judge ruled that voters must return their ballot with them, with them, like with themselves. You can't even have a family member return your ballot, um, whether that's by mail or in person. But the thing is, if it's by mail, how do you know that someone else didn't mail your vote in? So um, it's interesting. I'm glad. I'm glad that someone's trying to do something there. Um, are we going to have reliable elections going forward? Well, Newsmax did cover how the Republican National Committee talked about this, and they are they are trying to go forward with fortified elections, but they don't want to talk about the big F word in regards to past elections. Um, so I, the RNC is being pretty political about this. I think that the left has succeeded a lot in, um, in smearing this topic so much to make people feel like they are a kook if they talk about this topic, which is, which couldn't be further from the tr- truth. Um, So Newsmax did report on the RNC meeting about this and said, quote, the Bipartisan Commission on Federal Elections Reform, co-chaired by former President Jimmy Carter and former Secretary of State James Baker in 2005, concluded, quote, absentee votes remain the largest source of potential F word, potential compromisation of a vote. Talking around the, the bots here. So they are, it's clear the RNC is on it in regards to these mail-in votes being a big opening for compromised elections to happen. So there, there is a bit of a synopsis I wanted to give you guys on, on all of this and encourage you to go check out that film yourself. I hear you can watch it for free on BitChute, but uh, Dinesh D'Souza's film is also on his, his, um, locals, his locals channel. Oh, which by the way, locals is now owned by rumble rumble announced. They had a massive cyber attack in like the day prior to the big release, like an unprecedented cyber attack at, at rumble and locals, just as Dinesh is about to release the film on locals. So Dinesh is like, not even surprised. We knew that that great forces were going to try to shut down the, the viewing of this evidence. Uh, let's see. Super chats. Scott, thank you. Uh, these fat checkers walk around with burning pants and noses longer than telephone wires. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something else. 
these fact checkers that one of them literally defamed me, which defamation is not protected speech under the First Amendment. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I tried to hire a lawyer for that. The lawyer didn't do much. I need another lawyer. But um, thanks for the super chat. Uh, Fox News called Arizona minutes after polls closed which they had to later retract to prop up the red, red mirage narrative. Yeah. Red mirage. That's an interesting term for Fox basically. Yeah. It's a mirage. They're not actually representing their viewers. Fox represents their viewers just enough to, to tow their viewers along, but you know, to make the viewers think that, that, Fox has their best interests, but Fox actually doesn't when it comes to these very important key issues like the election, which is really sad. It's very frustrating, very frustrating to see. But I just wanted to, you know, give you guys a look at that. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Like, subscribe, support my YouTube. I'm trying my best to get censored topics out on YouTube by talking around the words that the bots have programmed in. So thanks for your support of my coverage and check out my uncensored website for more. I also have a, another story just uploaded on my uncensored website today about a J six participant who is being sent off to prison tomorrow. I got an exclusive interview with her uh, just in the day before she's going to have to report to prison for being there at the Capitol back January of last year. So check that out as well. And we will see you guys tomorrow.